1: the road, it's going on and on, we'll be driving through the darkest night until the break of dawn, and we'll be heading for the cities, another show for us to play, to get back in the vents tomorrow, we'll do it, we'll do it all again. Hello, and
2: welcome to That One Time on Tour. As always, I'm your host, Chris Swinney. Uh, Thank you so much for coming back and checking all of these episodes out. Uh, We've been getting a really, really good response, and I know there's been a delay. I did not have a new episode out last week, and I do apologize for that. I was out of town. I had a lot of stuff going on. But I'm back now, and uh, I've got some really good guests coming up. So before we get into today's episode, I would like to tell you we're on all the social media platforms. The handle is TOT. T O T podcast. So hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Everything Uh, I'm working on a YouTube channel right now, so some people that can't listen on iTunes or whatever can check it out on YouTube. That'll be up shortly. Uh, Speaking of that, if you're on iTunes, please subscribe and please rate and review us in the iTunes store. It goes a really long way for helping this podcast grow and getting a little bit more visibility. So, uh, please, if you're on iTunes, rate us, review us, preferably five stars. Thank you very much if you've already done that. We've been getting a lot of really, really good reviews. And, uh, yeah, no bad reviews yet. So be the first one. If you're not, if you're not digging this, go ahead and leave us a bad review. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll talk about it on the show, but uh, as always, if you have any, you know, ideas for guests or if you have any questions for me or questions that you wanted me to ask like a future guest, please send us an email at T O T O T podcast at gmail.com this week on the show. I talked to my buddy, Eddie Reyes from taking back Sunday. Uh, Eddie's been taking back sunday since the beginning eddie was also in the movie life before he got taking back sunday going and i mean he's just done a lot of stuff they've been everywhere they've been on independent labels they've been on major labels uh they they are a huge band he's done so many great things written so many great songs and i'm excited for you guys to hear my conversation with eddie um Recently, Eddie and Taking Back Sunday have parted ways. I believe this is his first kind of interview since that happened, so we get into that briefly as well. But uh, there's a lot of really good information in this interview, and it was a lot of fun to talk to Eddie again. I hadn't really spoken with him or seen him in person since Warp Tour like 04. (laughs) so it's been a long time. That's the running theme of these podcasts. I'm talking to people I haven't talked to in a really long time. So without further ado, here it is, my conversation with my good friend. Eddie Reyes of Taking Back Sunday. Hey, Eddie, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you're out in Missouri, correct?
0: Yes, uh, in a small town in Nova Missouri called Lebanon. Um, I think I came up here to, uh, came up here, down here, wherever, uh, to hang with my brother and my family for a couple months. Are
2: you still uh, yeah. based out of Ohio?
0: I am. I mean, my kids and uh, the rest of my family are in Ohio. I, I go back and forth. Next week, I'll be going. I'll drive back to Ohio for a couple of weeks, hang out, do some recording with this new uh, project, new band I got going now. So, yeah, everything's all good, you know?
2: Cool. Well, uh, I tell you what, man, I'd really like to kind of start at the beginning, if you could, a little bit. You're originally uh, from Long Island, correct?
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm born and raised in Long Island. So I'll always be a Long Islander. And, you know, uh doesn't matter where I go, I'm always a Long Islander. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: I remember. The only thing I really remember about Long Island, I've spent some time out there uh, when I was in the Ataris. We played the Crazy Donkey a couple of times.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, Long Island, you know, special place, you know, great music scene. Uh, a lot of great bands came from Long Island, uh, so many musicians I respect came from Long
1: Island, so, uh, so it's, it will always
2: have a big, big, big place in my heart, you know? That's, that's great, man. Uh, I'm from Indiana, so I'm a Midwesterner pretty much through and through. I've, I just spent the last couple years uh, living in Alabama, which was kind of a change.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're in Alabama, that's right.
2: I was in Alabama, now I'm back in Indiana, where I'm from originally, but it's, it's, uh, I was down on the beach, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs>
0: that's uh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I
2: got a lot of family in Alabama so Alabama's
0: another place yeah so as far as sorry
1: about that
2: no I was just gonna say uh you know taking back Sunday you guys accomplished some really really great things can you kind of take me back to the beginning kind of how that whole started and like you know how you guys ended up with your debut on victory like you know how that all started out
0: yeah um yeah, my memories of taking that Sunday are uh, pretty, uh, pretty insane. I uh, I remember starting uh, the band um, at a coffee shop in Iceland, Long Island, talking to a friend of mine, uh, Antonio Longo, who uh, originally sang for us, but then we parted ways. I told him I was starting the band because I was I just recently left uh, the movie life, another band that I, I started. Um, Back in the day, and uh, things just didn't work out, so I, l- I let them be, I let them do their thing, and I moved on. And uh, I just decided to do something that I really, style that I really wanted to do. So that's uh, back in '98, they '99, but back in uh, uh, October 28th, I remember the date, October 28th, 1998. I was sitting in a coffee shop and I said, I'm ready to start a new band. And then I was sitting with my friend and uh, and yeah, just started then and then a couple months later Antonio said, I uh, got this guy John who plays guitar. I've never, I've seen John briefly at Long Island shows. I've never really talked to him but uh, John Owen stepped in and then the rest was history. And uh, yeah, you know, after a couple of the other members left the band, that's uh, when John came in and then, uh, and then, uh, and then slowly each member started coming in. You know, Adam came in originally as a bassist. And I moved into locals because he's he's a good singer and yada yada, and the rest of history, you know.
2: So, did you guys just start playing like locally around New York or did you do any tours right away? Like, what was the.
0: No, no. We were a part of the Lamont scene. We, we started, we played many, many shows in, in basements and, uh, VFW Hall like the way it was back then, you know. Like, we were truly a part of the old hardcore scene from around. Like, um, you know, there were other great hardcore scenes, like in Jersey, you know, the Thursday guys and all that, and then New York, of course. And a lot of those scenes embraced us, so we were slowly getting recognition because they were allowing us to play with them. I mean, H2O let us open up for them. Uh, phew, I got so many bands. Uh, yeah, and uh, slowly just built up. Plus, the scene itself was blowing up; like it was just getting bigger and bigger. And then me and a couple of the oldies from Long Island used to book shows. they are like, "Holy crap! What the hell did we start?" And it just blew out of control, like, <laughs> but in a good way. And uh, yeah, and so that suddenly took off. I mean, along with other bands like Brand New and, and Glassjaw and. Uh, You know, some majority of bands like that, you know, and uh, yeah, I think it all slowly built up together, band and music scene and other bands. Um, But we were fortunate enough to, to stick around for a while, you know.
2: Kid I? You you brought up brand new. I mean, we don't have to stay on this at all if you even don't even want to talk about it. But there's you know kind of the legend that you guys have this massive beef or against each other like a feud. Oh, Is yeah, there any yeah. like real truth to that, or are you guys nah, cool? It's, like
0: it's, it's silly. It's people are dumb. <laughs>
2: so, it's you know it's that emo it, folklore. folklore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's no point in talking about it. You know, just, uh, yeah. People are. You know, some people are crazy and they like to take things, personal things that happen between friends that wasn't really at all a big deal and made a big deal out of it. And honestly, no one has ever really cared, you know? Like, who cares? Yeah, I figured. You know? So we, we we went our way, they went their way. That's, that's just how it goes.
2: <laughs> well, that's cool. Okay, so uh that's out of the way. <laughs> so right. you guys are you guys are playing, you're in the Long Island scene, you're playing with a lot of the bands. Um yeah. how how did the the Victory thing come about? Could you tell me about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, it, it came
0: um, uh Angel uh, Juarez is a uh, close friend of ours and uh he was working uh at Victory. I remember I was hanging out with my friend Michelle, who probably one of have main reasons the saying next Sunday. became came next Sunday. But I was playing the demos and she's like, dude, this shit's good. And I was like, oh, really cool. And she passed it on to Angel, and Angel loved it and he walked to victory. And then, I mean, that's basically how it how it happened, you know?
2: Oh, okay. They, they were like ready to go right away. Like, they, I know uh, there's you know, stories. There,
0: there was a couple of other labels that came first that were interested. And then I uh, thought Victory just had a better, they were more, uh, they were hungrier, you know, like they really wanted to sign us. So, of course, you know, we won't victory. And, uh, you know, we put out our first record, tell your friends. And yeah, it's been, you know, it's history since then, you know.
2: Yeah, that, that record was great, man. And I mean, I I remember getting that record. I heard you guys on a victory comp, which i like, I think a lot of people probably did. And then oh, I went yeah. and picked yeah. up, th- I went and picked up the record and it was great, man. It kind of blew me away. I mean, I, I've, I've always kind of been more of the metal kind of punk side of things, but yeah. there for yeah. a while I, I was listening to a lot of, you know, different stuff and I hate the moniker emo, you know, I mean, there's so many things that can now. be emotional,
0: it really is dumb. I don't even know
1: how did that happen.
0: Like, what what stupid music magazine made up that 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 name for our genre? Uh, just like the grunge scene, how they hated that and they got labeled grunge. Um, to me, emo was a was a scene that I grew up on back in the early nineties, and it was only a couple bands, and they, that died out. And you know, it's just uh, and their influence influenced a lot of people. to become more melodic, and I guess that's emo. But that's, I'm not really, what made it worse was uh, when did gothic and emo become a thing and then all everyone's wearing has their floppy dyed black hair and it was all evil and dark (laughs) and so so silly, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wear black. I'm definitely into horror. I love goth. I love, you know, the cure, all that shit. I was brought up on all that shit, but when the scene took off, like in that genre and we got labeled. Like, put part of it. It was kind of like, oh, God. But, you know, it is what it is. And,
2: uh, yeah, I, I think, I think somebody probably, I think the vocals being what they were for a lot of the bands of that era, I think maybe that's why someone's, because I mean, I think all music, if it's worth anything, is emotional. Yeah. So I don't know why that got the moniker, but some of the vocals maybe. It sounded like they were being very emotional as they sang. So maybe that's where it came from. I think it's yeah. bullshit as well.
0: <laughs> you know, they took, I mean, it's funny, punk and hardcore and post-hardcore, whatever you, genre you want to be a part of. It's all emotional. It's like, that's what music yeah. about, about emotion. And when they just started labeling that, I was just like, oh, God. And it's not the kids. Not the kids. It's it's the the the, the people in the industry did that, you know? Definitely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and they made a good profit off of it too, so there
2: you know. go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was in the I was in the Ataris and people would always come up and they'd say, You're my favorite pop punk band. I'm like, I am like I we're not really that pop punk right. <laughs> i just i yeah. think labels with bands are so i mean they can you know affect your sales which can help a lot or they can affect it negatively but yeah i just thought you guys were like a great rock band i just thought it was awesome thanks hey,
0: you know where here's a question for you uh were you, you know, were you with the utarist when you guys played the record
2: strong and we opened up do you know what year that it was oh geez
0: it was, like it was like 99, 2000, maybe? No, I no, I
2: I, I joined a few years after that. Yeah, okay. I, the, time yeah, that yeah. the time that you well, I and I you, met... I
0: remember you, but I just couldn't remember who was in the band at the time. That was a long time ago. We played a record store, and uh, Adam used to work at that record store. No, Adam, no, Adam worked at the record store later, but we put a record store, and we opened up for the Ataris, and it was a great show. Everyone, There was a lot of kids, and... We always had strange uh, shows like that. I remember opening up. Us we played. Uh, we opened up for The Drive in at a bowling alley in Long Island. That was pretty intense.
2: I um, saw The Drive in at a laundromat in uh, Muncie, Indiana. It was pretty yeah. crazy. There you
0: <laughs> go. But when I, wait, wait, when I when I met in Muncie.
2: There, there's there, tell you what, at Ball Ball State University, Muncie, Indiana, which is kind of where I'm from, when I was growing up, you know, late 90s, when all those like bands were touring, like at the drive in and whatnot, they came through and they were supposed to play this actual venue, but the show, I believe, got moved. So there was this laundromat like right by the college and the guy like let them have the show there. So it was pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. I remember, oh God, I remember seeing that Sunday. I remember movie life, being in a movie life. I remember being in a bank Inside. I remember us playing some record store in Muncie, Indiana, and there was like five people there. You probably uh,
2: played Stevie, Stevie Ray's House of Wax?
0: Yeah, Stevie Ray's on Batshead. There was like five people there, and then I came back a bunch of years later with King Rex and it was like still five people. yeah that
2: place that place is pretty legendary if you're from around here because if you saw any bands like actual touring kind of you know second level bands in this area that's where they played it doesn't exist anymore it's actually a jimmy johns now
0: oh wow okay
2: but uh, what I was going to say is when when I actually met you, uh, and it was just sort of in passing, we didn't really spend a lot of time together, but I remember on Warp Tour, it was either 03 or 04, uh, you guys had a copy of the Some Kind of Monster DVD from Metallica, and you let me watch it with you.
0: Oh, okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a long ago. <laughs>
2: yeah, that was a long time ago. So, like, that's the thing. Like, you and I, I wouldn't say we're like best buddies, but like we've met a few times in passing. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's
0: how it goes. You know, I mean, it's too bad we didn't look closely. Probably hung out all the time. Um, and I know, well, Chris, Chris is the singer for
2: the guitars, right? Chris, uh, Chris is the singer. Chris with a K. I'm Chris with a C H. I was the lead you know, guitarist. No, I know,
0: I know, but Chris the singer. Yeah. Um, to this day, he still doesn't know who I am. And I'm always like, hey, what's up, dude? And the will look at me and be like, hey, you up? But he has no idea who I am. <laughs> so that's how it is, you know?
2: That's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, uh, you meet so many people on the road. Like, that's where when I started oh yeah. this podcast, I didn't really know how it was going to go. I just kind of did it because I wanted to do something creative. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually, my next guest after this episode is Kira, the that the, the played bass in Black Flag.
0: Oh, wow. That's great. So,
2: that's I mean, I've, people are people are saying yes. Like, I've met people in passing. I might not be really close to them, but, you know, I said, hey, I'm okay. just going to chat. It's not a big deal. It's not like an interview. It's like a conversation, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, I, you know, being in music for such a long time, you cross so many paths with so many great musicians. Like, I met Zach Wildman, hung out with him. Tom O'Reilly was always a great guy. Nick Slayer. Uh, of course, playing with you guys and playing, you know, meeting you guys and just so many great musicians, you know, and, and it's just, uh, I'm blessed to, to be a part of music. Uh, I'm getting back into it. So hopefully this new project kicks off. Um, and, uh, yeah, i get back on, get back on my, get back on my feet and get back on the road. You know, I'm missing playing shows and stuff, you know, I, I I don't know if you heard, but (laughs) that's uh, what I I was going to ask. Do you mind
2: maybe just giving me a little insight into what is going on?
0: I, you know, I don't want to go too deep. It's not like it's not a bad thing. You know, I still love all the guys, uh, so much. they always be my a family, but you know, we, we, we parted ways. I, uh, I I handed the sword over and let them carry it on, and uh, I'll always be there to support them. But I, I just, uh, you know, the last couple of years I've been battling addiction, uh, and alcohol, alcoholism is a horrible sickness, and uh. I'm not afraid to admit it that I am an alcoholic and over the years of touring and and, and playing and, you know, it kind of, it kind of put me in this mode of uh, needing to drink, you know, like not being around my kids, not watching grow up, uh, going through, you know, family breakups, all that stuff, um, personal stuff. And it caught up to me and I needed to step aside um, everyone can support you so much and help you so much until you really need to like sit down and go now nah, I really need to work on myself and that's basically what uh, I went through the last two years and uh, it's sad to say it's sad to see them go on without me but like again I wish them all the luck um, they've been nothing but supportive and uh, but now it's like I'm inspired uh, my sobriety is strong my head is back on my shoulders and uh I'm ready to get back to it, you know? And, uh, that's it. I mean, that's that's all
2: I really want to talk about, was just that. So Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. And I mean <laughs> yeah, I just I I applaud you for taking initiative to, you know, get yourself healthy healthy. And a lot of people don't understand when you're on the road and you are bored or you do miss family, you miss your kids, you miss your wife, whatever yeah, the, the thing is.
1: Yeah. Drinking I mean, joy, is so
2: easy to do. It's always there.
1: You know, it
0: to get it, personal. You know, touring is a blessing. Music is a blessing. Becoming uh, popular in the music scene, um, I wouldn't say famous because I don't believe in that, and I wouldn't say it because I'm not from, uh, you know, of course you have all these new guys who don't appreciate or understand what it's like to start off really small, but I've always been... um, Always been a hardcore kid, some one now, you know, no matter how big of an arena or crowd I play to, I'm my heart is still that little DIY kid running around with the, his little uh, bicycle bag on his back, and you know, doing interviews and, and uh, interviewing bands and, and booking shows and stuff. You know, like so, I'll never change that. And uh, but um, yeah, you know, it's just it 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 ends relationships, it ends marriages, it it, it, it takes away and and I'm only saying the dark side of it because there's a big light side of it Uh, there's a a huge awesome like I don't know energy from music and touring and all that and and playing and, and just sharing your music with people around the world but there's the dark side of it and unfortunately I let myself go and um you know, I'm not afraid to talk about it because if I can help someone else um, in sobriety, I, I will do it. And I have brothers who have back me and have had my back um, and who are helping me out through it. And, you know, it's not it's not a it's not a very original story in the, in the rock scene. Uh, you lose you lose some and some manage to walk away and brush it off and get back on their feet and and i'm one of those people that like you know i've seen the dark and uh, i uh I'm, I'm happy where i am right now and it, it's just you know every it's, it's day by day that's how you got to do it day by day
2: well yeah dude and I'm i'm super super happy for you man and i just Thank i hope you. that i hope that the new band does great things and i mean you're a great songwriter you're a great guy so good luck and all that man But so what I would like to talk about, we've got that out of the way. I would like to talk about when tell all your friends started actually kind of gaining like ground. I just remember you guys, sometimes people would lump you together with Thursday because they were a band on the label that was kind of doing well as well. But I never really thought you guys had that similar of a sound but yeah. you guys were kind of like the flagship bands at that point. Cause the things were starting to happen. How was, how was it when that started to happen? Did you feel like you were really starting to kind of get somewhere? Like, how did it feel?
0: Uh, well, I mean, yeah, Thursday. <laughs> I love those guys. Those guys are my brothers. Um, yeah. You know, we grew up in, I remember, uh, I remember Jeff gave me a his demo years ago. Cause I used to book shows and, uh, so I had the Thursday demo, but, uh, you know, it's just like I said before, it was um it, it didn't seem real that everything was blown up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people were getting and we went from playing in front of twenty kids to like, oh my god, there's two hundred kids here? Holy shit. And then it, then next you know we're freaking walking out of that Church and Nassau Coliseum. So it's all you know, it was all real to me personally. Every night I before the show I would go off and say a prayer and and uh, I was always nervous, even to the last show I played with TBS. I was uh, nervous. Yeah, I'm always nervous, you know. Even if I'm playing in a basement in front of, you know, 30 kids, I'm nervous, you know. So I don't think that's ever changed, but it, it was – sometimes you're like, wow. This is like – when I walked out on stage at Nassau Coliseum, and there was, I think, 12 or 14,000 there so loud. Wow. That's when it hit me, and I was like – well not only is it a hometown show and I'm so proud to be in front of everyone who made us who we are, it was just so surreal and like a dream come true, you know? But uh, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean some way to explain.
2: I know I know I've got a lot of friends that have been on victory. Uh I've talked to the guys in Atreyu, I've talked to guys in Thursday, yeah. uh I know that they're kind of a unique label in the way that they like the contracts. And sometimes they want to sign you for too many records. Did you guys see a lot of the royalties or a lot of money back from what you sold? Or was that kind of a, kind of a touchy thing with them?
0: That's like something I can't talk about. (laughs) Um, I wish I could tell you a lot of stuff, but I'd rather not stay out of trouble, you know because uh, there's the there's uh the, you know paper and pen and things signed um everyone's happy you know the, they're happy we're happy we we're all everyone's all everyone is uh has a good relationship um you know I, you know I'll tell you with any record label there's always some side of it that is um you know uh some of it's fair and some of it's not fair. And it goes for anyone, any label, anywhere in the world. Um, so, you know, but those are the things that, you know, both, you know, you sign, uh, you, you, you sign to a label, you know, you got to deal with the relationships and with how the labels run, you know? But uh, I mean, me personally, Victory has done nothing but, I mean, Victory did nothing but open doors for us and put out a fucking great record, you know? So what are you going to do, you know?
2: Did you prefer? Do you prefer like the major label thing? Because I mean, the Atari's are on independent and majors. Uh, You guys are on independents and majors. Actually, now back to Hopeless, which I guess is an independent. Which did you prefer? Did you really have a preference?
0: Well, I mean, being a a punk rock car rocker from New York, I was always like, you know, uh, fuck in, fuck majors, fuck this, fuck that, and then you know, being in a band for a long time and growing up. Um, you know, maturing, I I had the uh, opportunity to be signed to a big label and they were great to us. You know, Warner Brothers was, they, they had our backs 100%, you know. And the time came where our relationship ended. And even the people that worked our albums on Warner, when we weren't with Warner anymore, they were still coming out to our shows and, and hanging out with us, like they were family. So I really don't have a bad, uh, thing to say about as far as Warner being on Warner as a major, I can't speak for all the other labels because I heard well, a million uh, nightmares, a lot of horrible stories. But Warner cannot, I can say that we were blessed to be signed to uh, to that label. And also, you know, um, the earliest changes being signed to Victory. Like we were blessed to be on two labels. And even now, we went back down to a, a really great. Um, legendary India is hopeless and hopeless to nothing, but treat us like family for the last two records that we were on with them. And, uh, you know, I've got nothing. I mean, Jesus, man, I've, I wish you'd sit there and be like, oh, fuck, damn, blah Well, I can't because it's the truth is these people all put their hard, hard and hard work into it and, have believed in us and backed us and taking back Sunday still wouldn't be who they are. They're still touring, man. They're still playing big venues and if they wouldn't, we wouldn't be there or they wouldn't be there if it weren't for these people working really hard. You know what I mean? So, you know, like I said, we got lucky. We got lucky. A lot of them bands didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, that,
2: that's that's great to hear because a lot of people on major labels they have a lot of horror stories and and uh, oh, that yeah. that's great I mean, to hear, man.
0: Let's not sugarcoat There are lots of shitty major labels out there that will that are just money hungry and will chew you up and spit you out when you're not when you're not a flavor anymore. But for TBS and for myself and my personal experience, for me, speaking only for me and myself we were blessed to be on the labels that 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 helped us become who we were, who we are, or who they are. Yeah, it's so hard trying to explain it when you're not in the band anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, let me see. Uh, yeah, it's just hard, you know. Um, but uh, it's, um, and for younger bands now, man, it's like, you know, times have changed, even from when we started the band. I um, mean, shit, we used to tour with a, a book, a map book. There was no such thing as Map GPS. quest, yeah. You'd have to There's print no out everything. No, they no like- not map well, You know, the big map books you buy at the truck stores store, the truck stops. I mean, oh, like I an I Atlas, told yeah. Kids, yeah. I always tell kids about the Atlas maps we had and they're like, really? You didn't have GPS? I'm like, no, <laughs> back then it really wasn't that popular. Yeah, so it's like, I tell these younger bands now that like, don't think it's all going to be fed to you in a silver spoon. And if it is, you better make sure it's it's real, you know, because um, you know, it's a lot of hard work. You start at the bottom, and you know, I'm experiencing that right now. You know, I'm starting over again, and it's you know, it's 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 fun. It's I'm excited, and I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't have the perks because I do. So I've been around for a while, but um, for the younger bands, I'm just like you gotta work hard, man, and and just look out for people that just seeing dollar signs in you, you know, and and and. And, you know, if you do it yourself, do it yourself. If you can sign to a great indie label, that's great. If you sign to a major, that's great. Just look out for yourself and make sure you take care of yourself, you know?
2: Can you uh, tell me a little bit about your new project? Do you have anything you can share with me?
0: We have a name. We have seven songs written. We have, I've uh, made a couple of phone calls to four awesome professional musician individuals who I've known for a while and we're all excited and it just came together a lot of our stuff is done online like I'd write and record and send it to the drummer and they'd send it here send it there and next month we get together to record uh an EP and then release the name finally because uh, we have a name but we don't want to talk about that right now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you but,
2: uh, I mean, it's, it's like launching a business, you know, you have to do everything in the right, the correct steps. So holding a yeah. name back, that's kind of, that's a great idea.
1: It's, it's a project,
0: you know, like, like PBS is a project that I started and I love being a part of and I was surrounded by talented, super talented musicians, some of the best guys in the world. And this is another, uh, you know, family now that I'm going to be a part of and they're all super talented um, and they see the vision that I see, you know, a little heavier, a little darker. So, you know, that's what we're going for.
2: Well, that's great, man. And, uh, so you guys haven't actually recorded the EP. You're just right now doing like the pre-production type yeah, stuff. No, we, have, demos. Uh,
0: we have demos and pre-production and then, uh, next week, actually, I'm driving back to Ohio to jam out, uh, with the guys. And then we're just going to go in the studio real quick you know, really good tracks and you know start shipping them and start putting them out online and actually let everyone know who we're called you know and then hopefully some bands will take us out on tour or we'll find someone who was going to want to book us shows and stuff you know that's
2: great man well i'm really excited to hear it i can't wait So uh, this is, uh, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. Uh, we're almost at the 30 minute mark, but this is called that one time on tour. So I always try to get my guests, if they have any like crazy or just, you know, awesome tour stories, you guys have done so much. You've been all over the world. Can you give me anything that just stands out in your mind? Like, like a, a cool tour story or something that means something to you?
0: Oh man, we've been all over the world. I've been blessed with so many great stories and so many weird, freaky stories. and I remember in France, we were stuck. um, We were stuck. uh, Like somebody blocked us in like a car. And so we had no way of getting the bus out. So I gathered, me and a bunch of guys were like, let's do it. So we got out of the car, the bus, and we picked the car up and moved <laughs> it out of the way and put it on the sidewalk. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, that was a crazy story. I remember that very well. I mean, it's, there's so many, man. I mean, geez. Uh, playing with, playing, playing with Blank was, uh, was a great, uh, uh, we had a lot of stories with them. I remember pranking them on stage and smashing cake all over them and smashing their guitars and just uh, nothing really crazy. Um, one of the crazy things that I know that I was a part of was uh, a tree falling on Adam during a storm. And uh, that was pretty crazy. Uh, what else? Uh, I mean, like I said, there's so many. I need to sit down and run and uh,
2: did you guys ever uh did you guys ever play a country that you thought you would never ever get to? Like that's my big thing. In the Ataris, like one of my favorite things that we ever did was we went and we spent a week in South Africa. Like did you guys oh, do wow. any like crazy stuff like that?
0: Um well we did a couple of military shows for the military and uh one of the craziest things I ever never thought my wildest shoes i'd ever do was land a plane on an aircraft carrier play in front of like three thousand soldiers and then take off from that uh uh aircraft carrier
1: (laughs) that's pretty awesome
0: that's probably i think you know what that's number one of the most insane things that's ever happened to me yeah
2: well that that's great man well hey i'll tell you what i don't want to take up a lot of your time uh Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast where I'm trying yeah. to grow it, you know, and, and it's really nice to have, you know, people that I've met in the past that are, you know, Fair giving on. enough to come on here and, and cool enough to just talk about things. And, and I, I wish you all the luck in the world and all the luck with your sobriety. And I think you're a great guy and, and I can't oh, wait to hear you. the new
0: band. Thank you. I hope that we can cross paths and uh, if you hear us coming through Indiana, come down and hang out with us. I got to I'll have a nice little uh, spot on the guest list for you so you can hang out.
2: With <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that sounds good. And I'll tell you what, man, when the when the project comes to fruition and, and you're doing things, if you want to come back on to promote it, maybe we'll do a part two if you're into that. Yeah, I'm totally
0: done. Just shoot me a text. You got my number?
2: <laughs> I got your number, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate it, Eddie. Have a great rest of your day, and thank you so much for being on the podcast today. All right,
0: man. Be well.
2: I'll, th- I'll talk to you later, man. Bye. Bye-bye. And there it was, my conversation with Eddie Reyes of Taking Back Sunday. Uh, Eddie's got a new band, like he was telling me about, and I cannot wait to check it out. Um, They should be announcing the name fairly soon, and uh, as soon as you know that's up on the internet, you'll know about it, because I will be letting you know, because I'm very excited to check it out. So, once again... Thank you so much for checking out that one time on tour. This is a lot of fun. Uh, this episode was great. The first four episodes were great. And uh, this next episode next week, it, it's a big one. It, for me, it was uh, it's the first one I've really kind of been nervous. Uh, I, I speak with Kira Rossler, uh, former bass player for Black Flag, Yes, that black flag. Uh, She was so nice on the phone, and uh, I had such a good time speaking with her. But you're going to hear that next week, so you're going to have to wait a little bit to check that out. But I guarantee it is worth the wait. So thank you for listening today to me and Eddie. Just talk about whatever. And I'm going to leave you with uh, probably one of their biggest songs. Uh, It came out on their 2006 record, Louder Now. The song is called Make Damn Sure, and uh, here it is. Taking back Sunday with Make Damn Sure.
1: You've got this new head filled up with smoke. I got my veins all tangled close to the jukebox bars you frequent. The safest place to hide. A long night spent with your most obvious weakness. You start shaking at the fly. You are everything.